construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. All right, it is the Flagstick Podcast. It is brought to you by Zrixon Golf Balls. Whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the Z-Star series, a quality budget option in the soft feel, or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour, Strixon Golf is bound to present an option that will work for your game. And trust me, I love this golf ball. For more information, visit Strixon.ca. All right. With me, as always on the Flagstick Podcast, is my buddy, old pal, Scott McLeod. Welcome and uh, good day, Scott McLeod. How are you, man? Oh, I'm living the dream, baby. Living the dream. <laughs> I say someone, I'm living the dream. dream. I'm living dream. the dream or I'm living in a dream. One or the All other. Right. Um Sometimes I'm not sure, but let's say for let's say for the sake of argument today, I am living the dream. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I know, know how that I know how that feels. Sometimes it's been a it's been a busy last little while. I, I'm not sure when there's actually been a day off. Really, everything just keeps coming in a big blur this time of year. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I can't believe that we're getting into mid August already. I mean, for for me, this this summer has been really, really a weird summer because I I don't feel I haven't spent a lot, I haven't spent the uh, an exorbitant amount of time, I think on feeling like I'm I'm on flagstick related stuff all the time. It's mm. it's uh, there's been a lot of personal stuff going on and sure, it's life just gets busy. Uh, it's um it's been dominating my. Uh, my days and my weeks and it just feels like everything's just kind of flown by i feel like i'm wearing the red <laughs> suit with the lightning bolt on the front of it there you know zoom 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 all the time it's like, <laughs> it's crazy i mean i'm happy that i actually have had an opportunity to get play a little bit of golf but uh yeah. not this last week i haven't played much um lots of people have played much uh hey i snuck in a little bit uh, between events and things like that but i don't know how uh, you manage that oh man i really don't i saw I, I the mean, schedule that you and joe were uh yeah we're working with and uh i know joe does a lot of extra work for the pga of ottawa and that's uh you know not necessarily coverage per se but he's he's there all the time at that at these events and well you uh, just gotta get it in when you can i mean you know so i found obviously you know we'll get into it what tournaments and things we're talking about but you know after covering an event on the weekend i stuck over the golf course and you know played nine holes i think the next day i don't know it's all a blur at this (laughs) again yeah that's it yeah and then finished another event and then like oh i'll just sneak in another nine and and you know it's great even if you're just getting out for nine i think people have to realize and we've talked about it before here is that um you know golf doesn't always have to be 18 holes and no you know it, it sort of golf's always been a relief valve for me and i know it is for a lot of other people it's just that opportunity to go out play a few holes relax kind of wind down kind of forget about everything else that's going on and uh yeah, uh, I did manage, I think, the uh, last nine holes I played just the other day. I played a little cross-country golf. I love cross-country golf. Yeah. We used to do that at Bell Park Fairways in Kingston. Oh, yeah. My uh, my younger brother, Sean, and uh, and I used to do it all the time, especially on rainy days where nobody went and played anyway. And we'd go and, st- like, I mean, you know Bell Park, obviously, oh, yeah. as, as well as anybody. But we used to stand up on, on the uh, number two uh mm-hmm. t the back the black t the back t uh number two and we we played down to number seven green 
uh, as a like really long par four. I was gonna say that'd be like a 750 yard par four. Yeah, but we just like like it was just insane the kinds of things that you could do, or you 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 know, um, it was just uh, yeah. Uh, cross country yeah. golf is a lot of fun. Well, it was fun. I, I we were out. I was had uh, a chance to play with uh, Noah Steele, who we talked about here on on the podcast before. Obviously, playing on uh, PGA Tour Canada one last year, and you know, got tired of basically hitting sixty and seventy yard shots into a par four. So we decided to change a tee box, and on the golf course we're at, we went back and played a par three tee box to this other par four, and we created our own four hundred ninety two yard par four which was more you know what he'd face on tour or whatever and uh yeah it was fun it was just something different um and brought me back to that childhood yeah type things which is that uh, which is fun to rekindle that every now and then well it is because that's what that's what we did and and, and it brings mm. up the importance i mean i know we got topics to get to it brings up the importance i think sometimes if you're if you're close to a golf course mm-hmm. of being a member at that golf course i know you know for us here um, you know, being members at the Metcalf golf course and, uh, it's only, you know, a three minute drive, right. You know, from where we live and it's, it's only about a five minute drive for, you know, a huge, massive part of the population in the Metcalf Greeley area. Um, but it allows us that opportunity of, you know, having dinner at six o'clock, mm-hmm. finishing dinner at six 30, grabbing the clubs and walking, you know, riding over driving over whatever and playing four or five holes or in the case right. of you know my youngest son brandon and i i mean we've gone over at 6 30 and and played 11 or 12 holes right you know sometimes yeah. you go and we played one two three two three two three two three four <laughs> seven nine yeah, if you get an empty golf course it's the greatest playground ever right yeah exactly and and you're a member so it's not like you're playing out a sequence is not costing you you know the golf course right. operator yeah. any money because you're you're paying for your golf. you've already paid for your golf so right. how you play the course is really irrelevant as long as it's not disrupting anything so yeah that's one of the one of the advantages of being a member at a golf course in some place close is being able to just jump out and play nine holes really really quickly if you want or six totally, holes or whatever totally like agree said. totally agree well we got a uh we got another awesome show uh for everybody this week uh on this episode uh obviously a lot of tournaments and stuff still happening so we got some wrap-ups to get to there some biggies um you had a chance to sit down with a young local golfer by the name of landon touchet correct i got that right uh who recently marked a major milestone in his golf career which is really extraordinary <laughs> considering considering landon's he's, not that old to begin with so 10 years to hit, old to hit a major milestone in your career at his uh, age is pretty extraordinary but the interview is kind of cool and I, I i i mean i listened to it myself before uh before we got on here and yeah and uh very well spoken for his age he is yeah so um we got that a little bit later in the back nine plus we're going to have a little bit of fun and product watch um in this episode we're not even going to give you a little tidbit we're just saying we're going to have a little mm. bit of fun a uh, little different angle and product watch so you're definitely going to want to have to stay with us right through the back nine to uh to get a little piece of that um but you know what let's uh let's get things started on the front nine presented by metcalf golf club a natural setting a pleasant challenge looking for fun golf at a great rate save 15 percent when you prepay visit metcalfgolf.com all right so, as we alluded to, there's a lot of stuff still going on as far as yeah. tournaments and uh, and a biggie, a biggie on the mm-hmm. uh, flagstick.com PGA of Ottawa Tour Zone Championship uh, took place it. down in your neck of the woods at Loyalist Golf and Country Club in Bath. 
and yep. uh, a familiar familiar faces all around with victories, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but a, a little different uh, uh, flip on the format or not the format, but the the timing of things with the the afternoon and the morning tea times mm-hmm. and um, a little out of town zone championship, mm-hmm. which was a little bit different, but it, but it allowed for some more inclusion uh, for some players that might not have played because of the travel yeah. um, and a great golf course, but. Uh, uh, Joe was there doing some starting as he always does for the uh, for the zone events, uh, yes, and you were there um, in the coverage capacity. Mm. I will say uh, <laughs> so. So let's let's get a little uh, uh, yeah. a little wrap up of uh, of the weekend. Yeah, thirty six hole championship, and uh, as you alluded to, they they kind of changed up the format a little bit. Uh, played Sunday afternoon and then Monday morning, and that sort of compacted things a little bit. Uh, as you mentioned, down in Bath, Ontario, just west of Kingston, uh, not far from where I am. Uh, but you know what? The zone has really been focused on uh, you know spreading out the tournaments this year, having some events sort of away from Ottawa. Uh, you know, it's nice for the guys to kind of uh, get away, uh, and the girls too, if they happen to be playing, uh, you know, to get away from, you know, the golf club, maybe have an overnight type of event, uh, you know, get away from their cell phones ringing from the golf course <laughs> with the problem. Although I will tell you, there's some of them that, you know, didn't have that happening during the event or whatever. Um, but yeah, the format just uh, was a little bit more compact and, and uh, it also allowed for a dinner on Sunday night, which has been about three years since uh, <laughs> we've had a zone dinner uh, and everybody had a chance to uh, kind of sit at tables, have some chats, you know, tell a few truths, tell a few lies, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I can tell you, I was out there pretty late. Just again, it was just a social event, getting to see all the other players, getting to mix in with all the other pros and kind of see them. I think I got home at about midnight on Sunday night or whatever, but uh, so did a few other players, which I'm surprised then by the quality of their play for sure. Uh, Lee Curry uh, won the main zone title. That is the seventh time winning title, six in a row, uh, which is a record. Uh, for Canada, there was a gentleman who won five in a row in the PGA Atlantic zone uh, years ago, uh, but that is his sixth consecutive title, and and it was a hard win. He basically, uh, you know, had a nice lead after day one, shot sixty eight, but struggled a little bit on day two. Got okay. off to a really slow start, uh, and James Sparrick almost came in and, and, wow. and caught him, okay. and it actually required Lee to make a birdie on the eighteenth, the last hole. Uh, which he was able to get up near the green in two, uh, hit a little hybrid out of the fringe uh, down to about, you know, four feet or so uh, and and make that putt. And, uh, you know, for a four foot putt, it sort of, it meant a lot for him, obviously avoiding the playoff. And I, you know, we posted some videos of that on our social media platforms and Twitter and Instagram. And I think it's, I don't know, I think it's up to like six or 7,000 views already nice. just for that one little putt. But, uh, you know, Lee was obviously pretty excited about that. And, you know, you can read his comments on flagstick.com and and talking about um you know the whole situation uh and then over in the senior division uh graham gunn picked up his uh i think third in a row for the senior okay. uh, division of that zone championship uh played very well danny lacombe almost caught him on day two as danny said i had him i didn't have him i lost him i had him again then i lost him all the way uh danny tried uh closed with a 200 round on the second day uh i think he had six birdies on his front nine he's insane i mean i mean you can you can speak to this too because we've had i play he is the guy at the ping challenge cup every year he doesn't ever plays enough events to qualify right 
but he he subs in when guys don't aren't able to make it. Uh, he's last minute entries like uh, he's been a he's been a ping pick before. Yeah. Um, but when he he's an, he's awesome. He's such a good player, and he yeah, does super play. Steady. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like this is a guy that just you know for him to be in contention in an event like mm-hmm. like this and to play as well as he does with so little golf that he does actually play in the in. I'm pretty sure he probably doesn't get a lot of time to practice either, given his mm-hmm. role, um, you know, with uh, with Club Link. Um, it, it's extraordinary. I mean, hats off to Graham uh, mm-hmm. for, for sure. You know, once again, um, but just kudos to Danny for yeah. for being in contention in in, a, in his own championship event, and even if it is in the senior category, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still you know, wow, Danny, yeah, way to go, bud. It was good stuff. And uh, also it was nice to see Keith Riley down there as well from uh, Mint Green Group. Uh, Cleveland's Rick's on Nike Golf. They were the presenting sponsor for the event itself. Uh, you know, opportunity came for them to to get involved with the zone and they they stepped in and did that. So kudos for them for that. And, uh, you know, as always, uh, you know, our, our good friend, uh, Carol Ann, did a fabulous job. Our executive director for the zone, uh, getting things organized. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Everybody really enjoyed it. And uh, it was a, a fun uh, 36 hours is what it amounted to. So Bit of a whirlwind all, for sure. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. Um, next up for the, uh, for the flagstick.com PGA of Ottawa uh, tour mm-hmm. um, would be, uh, I know the ping challenge cup is coming up. Um, yeah, fall championship. So the fall championship is coming up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the last opportunity for them to get points. Uh, to make the uh, you know one of the two ping challenge cup teams whether it's the head pros the assistant pros so Mm kind of like the Wyndham championship being the last opportunity for the PGA tour guys to to bump themselves up into the uh, top 125 in the FedEx cup and uh, and punch their ticket to the playoffs (laughs) well this is the uh, and and to get their eyeballs eyeballs on them for the president's cup this year so this is kind of the flagstick uh the the ping challenge cup is sort of the the rider cup of the the zone yeah for people Um, that don't know yeah and uh the guys achieve points all year long uh, on the tour in, in an effort to make one of those teams and um the the fall championship will be their last opportunity to uh to get some much needed points to get onto the onto the Pink Challenge Cup team, so you got it. Um, and then after that, we get to do our we get to do our thing under the new format this year, which is going to be fun. The two day format, yeah, should be um, should be fun over at Highlands. All right, but that wasn't the only thing that you had that you were no. mucking around doing on the weekend. <laughs> you had the um, a very long standing amateur tournament in the Kingston area. Um, I played in it myself uh, once. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, the 81st Wake Standard Championship took place at the Cataract Way uh, Golf and Country Club. And, uh, geez, you were there. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, so that was on Saturday, and it's uh, 36 holes. And first off, kudos to the 68 players in the field who played in horrendous heat. Uh, oh, even, the, even the fittest, youngest players uh you know went from walking in the first 18 to going man i need to take a card for the second 18 yeah. you know the heat was pretty oppressive but that said uh the quality of play was great so uh, again as i mentioned 36 holes on a single day uh caden holmes of napanee led after round one there was four players 
that had rounds uh, in the 60s. It's a par 70 golf course there uh, after the uh, the first 18. And I'll tell you what, for players that were dealing with the heat, there were 13 rounds in the 60s uh, in the second round. So it was certainly a, a big competition in the second round to kind of see where everybody was at. I know I was juggling back and forth between groups. And the one group that I followed, uh, Brad Ravel, Daniel Abraha, and Hayden Underhill were 10 under collectively wow in, in the second round and uh you know hayden was chasing clayton Prasson. uh clayton ended up winning at 70 65 hayden unfortunately made a double bogey on 15 came back with a two birdies on 16 and 17 was left a four footer on 18 but it wouldn't have mattered anyways uh his uh four footer would have only got him to four under so uh he won second by retrogression over ryan 78 of eagle creek uh but a great win for clayton yeah uh, he he literally he said you know i asked him hey you know uh, have you won much of late and he's like uh, i think it's been eight or nine years and I think the last <laughs> win was at the smuggler shootout. So, wow. Uh, yeah, he won back-to-back titles uh, back in the day, uh, nine and ten years ago at the smuggler shootout. That was his last big win. And that was back uh, when he was in college, though, wasn't it? It when was. He was, uh, he was yeah. at Lime, Limestone down in the States. And uh, obviously, uh, he's 29 now. Uh, but good Not to in get college in. anymore. No, he said he's not been playing a lot, but he's been playing well, so he wasn't surprised. And uh, it was kind of funny. We were, we were just chatting after uh, you know he won uh, the tournament, and I asked him a little bit about adding his name to this trophy, which obviously after you know eighty-one years has had some great names mm-hmm. on it, some of the top amateurs in Canada. And I I listed off about four names, and he's like, I have no idea who any of those people are. So I was like, it's like either I'm old, or he just doesn't. It's not a big deal for him to look at that history of it he just yeah. went out and played his best and got the title so uh good on him for doing that and the other side of it i said does this motivate you to you know play more and he's like nope not one bit i like what i'm doing i'll just play as much as i can you know and that's that's about it and uh yeah it was just he was just excited to win but uh yeah it, it wasn't exactly uh pushing him to play a lot more golf tournaments so no i know it, it always uh for whatever reason um he always seems to have a conflict uh, on the dates of the flagstick open because I know yeah, he really uh, he has played in that uh, mm-hmm. before as well and he and he and he wants to but it always seems to be that either we move the date to a date when he's not available or it's mm-hmm. on the date the, the the long weekend that he's not available so uh, maybe that'll change you know Who now knows? that uh, now that he's got a victory now maybe he'll make it up point of being being at the flagstick open well i I, I bugged him that maybe he should grab a partner and play in the the two ball on september 10th 11th so uh who knows maybe he'll show up there we'll talk more about the two ball later but yeah Yeah, people if you're listening if you're watching sign up for the two ball Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a fun fall event um now the uh the ovga's uh continuing to kind of work through the 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 back half of their season and um you know, with the uh, with the city and district championships and so on out of the way, um, we're now looking at the OVJ match play mm-hmm. championship, and 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 that um, that took place, and yep. we've got some we've got some uh, results. Yeah, so that uh, that finished up yesterday at the Canadian Golf and Country Club out in Ashton, the West End <clears> of Ottawa. Uh, some good matches, despite the golf course being a little wet from uh, from Monday's rain. Uh, Jonah O'Connor. <laughs> 
who obviously uh, was contending and and uh, at our flagstick open. Uh, he ended up uh, winning the uh, A class, uh, the men's. He won that over uh, Brad Goodman. So that's uh, Joan O'Connor from Renfrew. And then John Taylor won the senior men's uh, over uh, Peter Harrison. John Taylor plays out of Equinel, Peter Harrison at Ottawa Hunt. And Diane Dolan uh, of Highlands beat out Terry DeLewis of Brockville golf and country club to uh win the women's title so good talk about legends in the game right there. really very much yeah diane diane and and terry like that's yeah they've won (laughs) as good as it gets right there yeah they've certainly won a lot of trophies over the years uh this is a trophy that you know they both uh, earned before and so it was nice for uh for them to battle for it and uh yeah we even had a funny picture of them like sort of having the trophy and they were trying to pull it apart from each other that's funny but uh yeah if you want more details on that obviously flagstick.com we've got the full story i just posted that up there uh and some pictures as well uh up on our instagram page awesome all right uh well unfortunately uh um there were a couple of events that had to be canceled. The, uh, the OVGA, obviously the, uh, the Ethel Ferguson, um, yeah. had to be canceled at Rivermead, a uh, little bit of a power and weather issue over there. Uh, yeah. They so... were doing some renovation work. Uh, so they didn't have power for the clubhouse. And then with the, uh, uh, rain and weather, they decided just to, to cancel it. I had, I'm not sure if there's going to be a makeup date for that yet. I have not heard, uh, but we'll let you know on that one. And the Play Junior Golf Tour, uh, which obviously we're a big part of uh, as, as a media partner, um, the Brad Fitch uh, Junior Classic at Carlton also got uh, canceled due to weather, um, yeah. unfortunately. Um, you know, because that is uh, that's one of the ones that the that the kids look forward to uh, at Carlton. Uh, you know, being uh, sponsored sort of in part with uh, and having Brad's name attached to it. Brad obviously mm-hmm. was a member at Carlton, junior member at Carlton for for quite a while. Um, so, uh, unfortunately that did have to get canceled due to the weather. The weather sucked. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're mentioning two tournaments yeah. that got canceled due to weather, but there's a uh, lot more than there's that, a I'm lot sure. more canceled yeah. due to the weather than just those two tournaments. There's a lot of stuff canceled. Courses were closed. The rain, mm. you know, um, I don't you got know. got in Ottawa. We got lucky down in yeah. South. So everybody's sort of along the river and down in the seaway area. They, they sort of missed most of it. So uh, lucky for them. But unfortunately, in Ottawa and the Ottawa Valley, uh, some of that rain sort of hampered things. I mean, like I was heading out. the, uh, the We were getting all that rain. I was heading out to uh, to head to Shoppers Drug Mart. And uh, I drive down to the end of my driveway, which is a fairly long driveway, and, and through the sort of trees. And uh, d- don't come across the tree laying across oh wow <laughs> right across my driveway there's a tree laying right across it i'm yeah. like oh well that's interesting i pick up the tree and you know barong. and <laughs> well uh, there were there were some microbursts that came through and i know there were some that affected you know aforementioned danny lacombe uh we were down in the zone championship and he showed me some pictures of uh you know just the neighborhoods uh not far from canada golf and country club and uh, there was definitely some trees and things down there. And then at the same time, uh, Cameron Gall from uh, from Carlton was showing us some photos of how flooded the golf course oh, was there. Insane. So not not surprised at what happened for the golf course and the interference. And, you know, generally short of the, you know, that May long weekend and so forth, we've had a pretty good summer weather-wise. So. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, uh, just a couple more things we want to get to before we take uh, between, before we take our quick break and shove on to the back nine. Um yeah. 
we said as things progressed with the CP Women's Open that we would continue to update on this podcast. Obviously, we're updating on the website at flagstick.com, but um, updates on the CP Women Women's Open, uh, more commitments uh, from players on the tour to uh, to attend. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we know Brooke Henderson is going to be there, but uh, we got some other uh, top players that are going to mm-hmm. be showing up as well, don't we? Yeah, actually, uh, we're going to have all five major champions from 2022 nice. will be in attendance, have confirmed. So obviously they can promote that as well. Not that they need a lot of promotion as far as Mm-mm. ticket sales. Uh, I know they're going quite well, but uh, it's just a reminder to people how how much of a quality field there is for this event. And the fact that they have an opportunity to see it in their backyard I've talked to a fair number of people that are making the trip going to be up for the week, a few days or so forth, but uh, other people definitely don't miss this. Minji Lee, Inji Chung, Ashley Buhai, who just won the uh, women's open, uh, (laughs) Jennifer Cupcho, and then of course, Brooke Henderson uh, are all slated for the field. So you don't necessarily see that on the men's side. You get all four major championships or champion winners in event, unless it's a major unless it's the players championship or the, the playoffs. So a great opportunity for a regular season event to have those five champions in the field. Yeah, that was quite the, uh, the uh, women's uh, open championship finale. Yeah. There. That was kind of, that was exciting. I mean, I, I never, never like to see a player, uh, um, back up (laughs) get a give up a lead like they start with a five shot lead you're three holes to play you've got or four holes to play you got a three shot lead and Mm -hmm. with three holes to play you don't got a lead yeah (laughs) it's like what the heck just happened here but you know what that's it's not exciting for the player to go through that because i'm sure she must rather stick to the five shot lead with three to play especially at an open championship especially at mirrorfield Mirrorfield, um you know because stuff happens in a hurry Mm -hmm. on uh, on these open championship courses but um it's exciting for the fans watching in attendance and you know obviously on tv it's like oh wow you know that changed in a in a in a real hurry and oh what's going on here okay (laughs) this is great we got a playoff this is wow well, that, so, was, that, that was interesting because uh, obviously we're at the zone championship. So checking <clears> the scoreboard was sort of intermittent. So every time I looked, I had to, is this scoreboard actually right? Because yeah. how things were changing really quickly. Uh, Brooke obviously tied for seventh there as well. We should mention that obviously yep. in Eastern Ontario. A Good backup and, after winning a major to yeah. you know, getting a top 10. But she's, she's very focused. I mean, I'm sure that she's not taking anything away from the Women's Open Championship. But I'm sure she's looking forward to getting that done and getting over here. Mm-hmm. and and getting settled and getting practice in and and yeah. prepared because you know this is i know she's won the cp women's open but she didn't win it mm-hmm. here and i'm right. sure that that is like a ma- she come close yes. yes um but i'm sure that that's a major major uh, circle on her calendar uh this year is like yeah. yep this is the one and she's she's in a good position with her game right now definitely uh so and she's already she's already home now and uh she's got a special event they're putting on uh, at Smith Falls, which uh, is a closed event. I'm not going to disclose any more details, uh, but, you know, there's a closed event that they're putting on. I believe it's involved with her charity. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's already home and preparing. And, and, you know, there's a bit of a lead up here to the Open, but she's getting her rest and getting prepared. And, and uh, yeah, you know she wants to win that yeah, uh, here at, in, in Ottawa. So, yeah. And, All right. Uh, Quick, quick other yes. ad there for the CP Women's Open. I think you're going to get to that, but yep. I'll just mention it quickly. Uh, caddies are still needed for the Pro-Ams, the Monday Foundation Pro-Am, and the Championship Pro-Am. 
we have details of that up at flagstick.com. Uh, there's a $50 compensation, but I don't think it's about the $50 if you go and, it shouldn't and be. Caddy, in, <laughs> caddy in those events. Uh, again, this is for the, the Pro-Am and the Foundation Pro-Am. You're caddying for amateurs. You're not caddying for tour players, just to let you know. Yeah, they but got here's caddies. A, Right. But here's an opportunity to get inside the ropes, walk the fairways the week of the tournament. Uh, you know, junior golfer, avid golfer, non-golfer with an interest. Uh, you do have to apply and, you know, you have to basically give your experience and things like that and sign up for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, still a fun way to, to get involved with the CP Women's Open this year. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, last thing before we take a break is, uh, we just want to bring, uh, we want to get a little shout out to ourselves, uh, but the flagstick, uh, two ball championship, um, which is coming up September 10th and 11th at the Brockville country club. And, uh, um, this event is a, it's a, it's a team event. Um, and it's a Stableford, uh, combined score Stableford event. So basically so people understand how this works. You get a partner, whoever you want, and it doesn't really matter what their index is. Mm -hmm. um, and you come out, you play. Uh, you're going to be put into, based on the number of people in the tournament, the number of players in the tournament will divide the field evenly. And um, your total team index will determine which which uh, division you go yeah. into. All teams play will be playing from the same tees. Mm-hmm. Which means that all teams, regardless of division, are eligible to win the Stanley Thompson Trophy, which yes, is the overall, the overall winner. And uh, and that's why we're doing it that way. So if you're a two, you want to play with a 20, have at it. The Stableford point system is why is what we're using to kind of, rather than a net tournament, this is not mm -hmm. a net tournament. This is a gross yeah. tournament. So your index only divides you into your, your division. Um, the Stableford scoring system is designed to kind of balance out that high-low index uh, uh, method where you can't lose more than, I think, one point for a bogey. Uh, you, for a double. For a double. Yeah. Um, you, you get zero points uh, for a bogey and mm -hmm. one point for a par. Under our, I mean, standard Stableford system is different. This is designed that it's a, it's a fun but competitive event. We, mm -hmm. we want to encourage higher and lower handicaps to be able to play together. And this is the best way to be able to do that, to ensure that it's a balanced field. Um, you know, you can win your division or you can win the overall. Uh, we've got right now teams signed up that have a total combined index of 40. Mm -hmm. And we've got teams signed up that have a total combined index of one. Um, so, but it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You got to make a whole lot of pars and birdies mm -hmm. to get a lot of points, but you won't lose. And that's the big thing is like, Higher index players probably make more bogeys than lower index players, but you're not losing anything for a bogey. So just right. as a team, it's your combined scores. So you both get your stable for points and those two combined stable for point scores together will determine what your total team score is. It's a two day event. Um, there's a meal after the Saturday uh, round and uh, prizes after the Sunday round. Great registration gifting. Right now, everybody is going to get a, um, a level wear quarter zip pullover, kind of like this one here. Um, a level wear ball cap, golf cap, um, a, a limited edition flag stick uh, um, head cover, driver head cover, and a pair of um, Sundog sunglasses, just for nice. participating. Nice. So for your $430 team entry, $215 each, you're getting two rounds of golf, a meal, 
range balls both days uh, for warming up, um, a registration gift, and a great weekend of golf. Like it's much like the Flagstick Open, but the Flagstick Open is our is our flagship event or our flagstick mm-hmm. event, and you know it's always going to be here when it comes to you know the the level of the event. The Flagstick Two Ball is like. Yeah, Here, I, I, I mean the biggest thing is it, it's it's designed because it's fall. We wanted to have a fun event, a social event, something you know you've got a partner so that yeah. there's a little less nervousness because it's not always dependent upon you. The point system is obviously set up so as you said, you make a bogey, you're still getting a point out of it, so it's not a big loss that way. But it also allows you to be aggressive as a team and get big rewards mm-hmm. uh, for making birdies or eagles or or things like that, and then combine and get there. So it should be fun, very social yet competitive. And like you said, it's got all the great elements that we have from the flagstick open, uh, you know, with swag and dinner and things like that. It should just be a great time and you know a fun opportunity for players that you know they're talking about wanting to have tournaments we're bringing you a tournament so get yeah, signed up we're we got trying limited, <laughs> limit limited spots there very uh, so grab them when you can and get signed up asap yeah yeah you can go to flagstick2ball.com or you can go to flagstick.com and and get through the flagstick events link there either or um get signed up we do have to cut this off um in the next week and a half like yeah we, we literally have to cut it off because we have to order the clothing mm-hmm. uh based on your registration shirt size so we can't wait until the last minute because then we won't have a shirt for you uh so get your registration in now and uh and see us in the fall uh at the flagstick two ball championship um all right we got to get out for a quick little break, pay some bills. And uh, when we get back, uh, we are going to have that uh, interview conversation um, that Scott had with uh, uh, Landon Touchet. Uh We're going to have uh, a little product watch segment. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit more of a fun product watch segment. Uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So uh, stick with us. Uh, we will be right back. With Z-Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide. Only from Strixon. All right. And uh, we're back uh, here on the Flagstick Podcast. And it is uh, that time in the in the podcast where we, uh, we try to help you... Uh, uh, improve your golf game or at least make it more tolerable tolerable the... i like it <laughs> tolerable um and uh we have the right person to help us help you do that and that is kevin hames so uh without further ado let's head out to the lesson tee which is brought to you by the kevin Haim golf school it's always the right time to play better golf whether you need private lessons a better short game some putting help or even a custom club fitting Visit KevinHame.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. Let's head to the lesson tee and see what Kevin and uh, and uh, the Kevin Hame Golf School have in store for us this week. All right, golfers. Jay came here with a quick tip on why addressing the ball with a very tight lead shoulder, trying to keep your arm straight, is a bad idea. We see this all the time. People set up to the golf ball with this lead shoulder very high, trying to keep this arm too straight and it causes three main problems. Number one, it makes me incredibly tense, which makes it very hard to swing athletically and create a full wind in my backswing. Number two, lifting my shoulder like that moves my hands up and forward, which will make it harder to swing them like I want to in my golf swing as my setup is now out of position. And number three, 
tensing up and lifting that shoulder also sets my shoulder plane very angled, which will make it harder to turn properly and it'll get my shoulders too level in my backswing. If you want to avoid this problem, relax a little bit. Allow your shoulder to drop, let the air out of your body a little bit. You want to keep that lead shoulder more in line with your throat than you do with your lead ear. If you make a more relaxed setup, it is much easier to keep your hands in the proper place, reduce tension in your golf swing, and make a better turn in your backswing, which will make you a better golfer. Well, um, like many of Kevin's tips, um, pretty self-explanatory there. I, I don't think that there's a whole lot that uh, that either one of us can add. So there you go. Um, we're going to move right through to uh, to the back nine here. And the back nine is uh, presented this week by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulators built to your specs and to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. And Scott, uh, to start things off on the back nine, we mentioned earlier on that we had this little interview that you did with Landon Touchette. Yeah. And uh, um, 10-year-old kid. Um, <laughs> and we mentioned that He'd uh, he'd uh, done major something milestone. major, major milestone <laughs> in his career. So you know what? I'm out. You set this interview up, and let's sure. and let's see what this major milestone is all about. Yeah, I joked yesterday on, on Twitter. <laughs> I said, "Oh, tomorrow on you know the Flagstick Podcast this week, we're going to have a legal panel that's going to be here to talk about the legalities of Live versus the PGA Tour." Or we're going to have something fun and something that really matters in the game of golf, which is a ten-year-old celebrating his first hole in one, which nice. is fabulous. So uh, this happened uh, in June. I got together with Landon soon after that, did a little uh, Zoom call, a little interview with him. He was new to it, but it made it fun and uh, great kid. Nice to see Landon plays at the uh, Metcalf Golf and Country Club just around yes. the corner from you. And uh, it was fun to do this interview. And, you know, I, I said at the time, uh, it's always great to go and interview, you know, the top tour players in the world, but there's nothing like the joy of a young golfer. So uh, here's my interview with Landon Touchette. All right, we're joined here by Landon Touchette. First off, Landon, let's uh, introduce yourself. You're obviously a, a young golfer from Eastern Ontario. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Russell, Ontario, and I am um, just outside of Ottawa, and I golf at um, Metcalf Golf Country Club, um, and um, I've been playing there for about, this is my second year playing there, um, my third year golfing, and um, and I played at Castleview before, but I left that course, and now I'm at Metcalf for well, you've been playing lots of good golf I've seen lately. I've managed to write your name more than a few times, especially in the, the Play Junior Golf Tour uh, tournaments. You've been having some success in the last uh, little while? Yeah, I've been having some success. I've been winning some tournaments. Um, it's because just, I think I've just been scoring well, shooting, um, getting some good pods, driving well, and hitting some good irons onto the greens. Well, you obviously love the game. Do you practice a lot? Yeah, I practice a lot on my course, and um, I do a lot of practice at my tournaments. For an hour, I just go straight practicing the speed of the greens and all that. Um, then I go to the range for a few minutes, just try and get the consistency, and um, yeah. 
Awesome. Well, uh, I guess one of the big things why we're having this call today is you've had a uh, quite an occasion, something that's happened to you that normally doesn't happen to a lot of people during their golf career, let alone at the age of 10. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the big shot for you earlier this year? Um, yeah, so I was 115 yards out. Um, it, was, it was on the 17th hole. Okay, this um, is at Metcalf. This is your home course. Um, and then um, my dad and aunt were there with me, and um, I was using a pitching wedge. The weather, there was, it was a lot of wind on my back, so I had to club down about two clubs down to a pitching wedge, and then I just landed it in the middle. The wind took it to the middle, and then it just rolled right into the hole, and um, that's whenever all the excitement came. <laughs> did you have any idea when it was kind of rolling towards the hole? Did you think it was possibly going to go in or did you just think it was going to get close or, or what were your thoughts at the time? I was just thinking if it was just going near then I had like maybe a 20, 10 foot pot for a birdie and then, but it just kept rolling up the hill because it's all uphill that green and it just kept rolling and rolling into the hole. Then after that, I was just unbelieved that I actually... <laughs> got it so so you could actually see it rolling into the hole yeah i saw it roll into the hole i didn't think it'd actually go in um i just tried to hit a nice um shot and i did and then it just went into the hole took the break perfectly <laughs> did you believe it at first or were you just in shock yeah, that it actually had happened shocked and um then after whenever i walked up to the green i looked in the hole and it was there so and after that i actually um and knew that I actually got the hole in one and not just it just rolled off the back and what was your reaction like how, how did you celebrate like right away was it a big scream um, jump up and down were you dancing or what was the deal I didn't really um celebrate that much but um I had another hole left so I had to like keep all my emotions together but my dad was he was just so um excited that I then on the last hole, I got a par. So, um, yeah, it was <laughs> just needed to keep all my emotions together to try and um, not have a uh, bad hole on the um, 18th. Do you, did you realize or know how rare a hole-in-one is as far as the odds of it or anything like that? Or did you sort of just expect at some point in your golf career, your, your long golf career now, that, you know, you would get a hole-in-one? Yeah, that's what I was expecting just in my long golf career, just um, – trying to get a, I'd get a hole in one but then <clears throat> but then my dad looked it up and then he's like the odds are <clears throat> pretty um low to get a hole in one in your yeah. golf career because it's like a one against like maybe 13,000 yeah yeah best. exactly so, so so what's your expectation now I mean you've made one uh, are you expecting the, the golf ball to go in the hole every time when you play a par three now, or, or how do you think about par threes now a little bit differently? Um, I think I'll, I think now I'm expecting to get more near the hole shots and then maybe like 30 foot pots. I'm expecting more 20 footers now, 20, 15, 10. So, Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. That's for sure. Now, has other people in your family, like has your dad had a hole in one or are you the first one kind of in your family to have one? Um, I think I can't, I can't think of anyone that's ever got one. So I think, um, 
yeah. You're the, you're the leader in the clubhouse for the family. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, what have you got left for the year? Obviously, you're going to play some more tournaments, obviously try to make some more hole-in-ones. What have you got going for your schedule for the rest of the year? Um, my schedule is I'm going to Chilliam Wood on the 14th. Okay. Um, then after that, um, there's another tournament that I'll miss because um, I'm going to be at Halifax, but um, there's going to be um, then the tournament after that I'll be playing in um 25th then the 28th i'll be playing at nice. and then um the rest of august i'll be playing at those tournaments too awesome the- well best of luck i'm looking forward to writing your name more times and uh, maybe we'll catch up at, at uh, one of the play junior golf tour events or something else in the future i mean uh hey yeah. i didn't i did uh coverage yesterday of a 14 year old winning the ontario women's amateur so you know may, maybe uh maybe you'll get one of those big trophies in the future yeah maybe that's right. hopes is that, is that the goal yep that's the goal to get some trophies um trying to win the one capo cup and yeah awesome well uh certainly best of luck and uh, thanks for joining us and uh, having a chat about it and and uh, congratulations again on your hole in one thanks wow Fun, pretty eh? well pretty well spoken for a 10 yeah. year old being interviewed by a uh by a uh esteemed golf journalist mm. as yourself <laughs> uh that'd be a little intimidating for sure but he uh he handled that well and and he what a, what a great young kid and what a yeah. great milestone to achieve at 10 years old yeah uh i don't know about you but uh at 10 i was just starting to play i wasn't thinking about making a one i mean i might have been thinking about making a one but th- that didn't happen until i was uh 25 i think yeah yeah, well, we all we all know my two hole in ones in in my career that you know one we couldn't talk about and the other one I didn't <laughs> even see. So you know, what have what have? Anyways, congratulations to Landon. That was yes, awesome. congratulations to Landon. And uh, you know, if you've got some stories, golf stories that you want to share with us that you would like us to share with uh, our massive listening and viewing audience. Uh, here on the Flagstick Podcast, just reach out to Scott or myself uh, through flagstick.com. Email addresses are up there. And, uh, you know, we're happy to talk about these stories. It's kind of, yeah, for sure. it shows a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. It's not just about local stuff, but, you know, local stuff is a big part of it. And uh, we like to talk about those things. So, hey, reach out to us and uh, and we'll sure. reach back out to you. So, all right. Um, we also mentioned off the top of the podcast that we were going to do something a little bit different on product watch. And, uh, um, this week's product watch obviously brought to you by Greensmere golf and country club, say 40% on all daily green fee rates with flex pass for only $425 plus tax visit greensmere.com for more information. And so we said we were going to, and I love this. I mean, you're, you're like, (laughs) you're, you're like the guru of great, uh, back nine topics because uh you've had some doozies the last few episodes and and this is another really uh, cool t- one but i'll tell you why I, this came up because we don't want to talk about freaking live golf well no <laughs> it, it, what really happened was uh you know i happened to talking to a golfer somebody that was new to the game an emerging golfer and they sort of asked the question, hey, what do you carry in your golf bag when you're out on the golf course? Because, again, they're an emerging player. You know, they have tees, they have golf balls, but they always they said they noticed a lot of players, you know, digging in their golf bag and pull some stuff out, other stuff out. And they kind of wondered 
why all that stuff was there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously as a PGA Canada professional, that was sort of the, you know, the idea there is yeah. like, Hey, Hey, you're a golf pro. What, what do you, what do you carry in your bag? So I thought um, this might be, you know, not so much about us mm-hmm. from a, Hey, I carry this, but more educational as yeah. far as what might be in the bag of an, an experienced player, an experienced amateur or a club professional. That's kind of, kind of cool. You could, uh, in, instead of the segment being entitled, what's in your bag, it could be entitled what else is in your bag. Mm, yeah. Because we're not you talking know. about equipment here no, as far as we clubs. don't care if you got a wedge and a putter and a driver and a hybrid no, no, and no. A, it, no care less. This is, yeah. uh, this is about what's, what else is in your bag? Non, Which non is a lot of related, <laughs> non club related stuff. And, and, you know, when you brought this topic up, I'm like, what exactly? What, what, what is I, in my bag? What do yeah. I normally carry? Now, I'm not going to mention what I found in my bag. Oh, I'm going to, I, w- oh. I will mention specifically, you know, some non golf related and non club related items that are in my bag. But um, what I found in my bag are, you know, is completely different because well, I don't play often enough to empty it out all the time. So there's, there was some interesting stuff in there, but yeah um you know for you what you know <laughs> where do i want to what, start <laughs> what do you what do you have in there what do you normally put in there when you go to play around a golf like well i think the biggest thing first of all first of all is <clears throat> as i went and looked at this list i also realized why my golf bag is so heavy and why there's so much in well, it i know why mine's and, so light yeah and i mean i look at it in different ways i look at it uh you know i don't always go to the golf course to play i sometimes go to the golf course to practice uh I, it's different as far as a teaching bag which you know might be a topic for another another yep. show is to show you how many million things i have in a, in a teaching bag which is some somewhat insane when people see me walk from the parking lot to the tee but um you know let's start with the basics obviously you know things like golf balls are important uh, i generally have two to three gloves in there which is you know this time of year obviously it's hot uh, yeah. so you kind of it's really easy to sweat through gloves um i carry about a dozen balls i don't know how many you carry in your golf bag but uh for some reason even though i might not go through them uh you know i'm obviously trying to play one um uh, i somehow always just have to have kind of a dozen in there and and i will tell you from a numbering perspective obviously they kind of vary it's usually six of one number six of another uh and that's just for the situation of you know playing provisionals and stuff like that uh two sharpies uh, I have a black one and an orange one that's in there. Again, for the sake of regular play or, or a provisional ball, uh, always mark those golf balls beforehand. I've marked my golf balls the exact same way, I think, since I'm about 17. Three little I, dots over the number in the golf you ball. You know where it goes. Three little dots in three places and a line through where it has uh, the, the branding uh, on the side. So um, that's just the way that I do it. Obviously, tees. I have. I still have a valuables pouch from the smugglers shootout wow. uh, that was one of our gifts years ago and i still have that in there and obviously that those are awesome they were and and that contains a number of things you know your pitch mark repair tools uh you know some pencils uh i have a yardage book cover in there uh spare coins uh i have a wrench that's in there oh, and well. then it's kind I of get... like a mainstay nowadays for anybody that's yeah got you a have modern to. day driver you've got to have a wrench yeah, for sure. And then the, the coins that I have in there, sort of a spare coins, I usually have foreign coins in there. 
for some reason. They just kind of a reminder as far as uh, using them specifically, you know, because otherwise in the day, not that we spend a lot of cash these days, uh, but no. back in the day when you had coins, I, you know, you just use it to spend. But I found if I put in foreign uh, change in there, uh, whether it was, you know, American or uh, a Balboa from Panama or, you know, some other UK currency or something like that, I probably wouldn't spend it and I would just use it for the marker. So uh, why don't you get started on what you have in there? Because I'm getting into some other odds and ends okay. after that that are a little different than just some of the traditional stuff that a lot of other people might have in there all right generally speaking i have two gloves in the bag uh both both used gloves or currently in use gloves and i also have uh one brand new glove still in the package okay um a dozen balls. I'll say a dozen balls, but honestly, I'm not sure if there's a dozen in there or not. <laughs> it could be more. It could be less. Uh, none of them are marked. Um, if I'm playing tournament golf, I mark my golf balls. If I'm not playing tournament golf, I generally am pretty lazy. When and it what comes was to that, that last tournament that you played in? <laughs> the last tournament? What? Oh, my gosh. Probably a club oh. championship, maybe. Or the what? Something. The club. club oh, my gosh. Uh, club championship? I don't know. God, I mean, I played in the I played in the 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 old Ottawa Citizen Amateur Championship uh, um, back the when has uh, John been around for like ten years, dude. <laughs> Was that that long ago? Yeah. And I don't think. Oh, wait a minute. No, the last tournament that I the actual single person event I played in would have been the uh, the BCC champ the BCC Open. Oh yeah, when I caddied for you. Yeah, you caddied for me, and I—I I think I barely made it through round two. It was rainy. I was like, it was no, it was nasty. I think I barely made it through round two because I had some back issues. That yes, day, yes that's true. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sharpie blue. I have a blue yeah. Sharpie. Um, yeah. Handful of teas. I don't really know how much. I buy a bag of teas from and and stick them in my golf bag, or I dump <laughs> a bunch in there. Um, I have my Wizard of Ads ball marker. Um, yeah, my Wizard of Ads. It's a gold ball marker. Says Wizard of Ads on it. It's not really. It was kind of like a self, self, in self titled because I'm an advertising guy. So the Wizard of Ads, but it was for somebody. It was some somebody else, but I use it. Um, I got paperclip. What? Yeah, I got a paperclip in there. Why do you have a paperclip? So I can pop the SIM card out of my phone back in the. Uh, I, I don't. I still have. I still carry a paperclip. I don't. How know do you why. even remember that you have a paperclip in there? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a paper. Do you not? Do other people not have paperclips in their golf? I don't bag? know. People, you can comment below. Yeah. People, if like, I I like to hear what people have in their bag. Yeah, and how many oh, them actually so have. And how many people actually have a paper clip in their I think bag? you'd be surprised. I think you'll be oh, surprised sure, how many people 100%. have a paper clip. Yeah, I, yeah, I got. Yeah. I, I have a wrench. Like, I, like I said, most people nowadays probably have a sure. wrench uh, to adjust it. So I, you know, because you got to be able to adjust the loft and lie of those drivers to you know correct things as they're going wrong. No, no, okay. No. Between, but I have a wrench. Uh, I got to pull, pull over. Usually, a little quarter zip pull over, much like the right. level wear one that I'm wearing right now, mm -hmm. uh, that you'll get if you play in the flagstick two ball. Um, but I carry a pull over because it gets cold. Yeah. Um. So you got to have something. I got a bucket hat in there. A bucket hat in yeah, there. Yeah. A bucket hat. You know the sure. the bucket. Hat. I wear one. I, 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 don't I don't know. Necessarily... I don't know why it's in my. I keep it in my golf bag. I've always had a bucket hat. I don't. I don't know if it, it's Fish a need, it's the rain Fish one. It's my old Cobra one. Oh. I don't know Greg Norman, not Cobra. Greg Norman one. It's black. It's it's a rain one. I I, I guess because a cup of soup at the turn or what? I don't know. 
I don't know. There's no <laughs> spoons in my golf bag. All right. Um, I always carry water, obviously, and uh, and granola bars when I play. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a rain hood from the smugglers, uh, from the flags. Oh, yeah. The old flags that shoot out have the sure. uh, the um, uh, the uh, rain hood that mm-hmm. we got. Um, C4 one. Back in the yeah, day a, uh, I have a pair of socks. Did you just go and dig in your bag to see what was in there? And you no, found a pair of socks? I, I honestly you actually no, carry all this is the these are things. This these That's are things. Not a bad idea, really. I'm telling you, these are things that I have in my golf bag all the time. So now I know why my back hurt when I actually carried for you. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's not the Fair golf enough. balls. It's the fact that I brought half my dresser with me. <laughs> I carry socks because, you know, hot days, your feet get sweaty, sure. um, you know, or your feet get tired. It's nice to put on a fresh pair of socks. So I, I started carrying a pair of socks when I, when I first started playing a little bit more tournament golf, probably about 12 years ago. Okay. Uh, and I started carrying extra clothes for some reason and and socks was one of those things i just and i changed my socks halfway through my round or if it was raining i'd carry maybe an extra extra pair of socks just like <laughs> Did i you do I that know. on like on the 10th tee you just kind of just whip them off and and, okay. and go right. at it and fair enough um yeah that's that's pretty much it you know okay. it, i mean it's yeah there's some weird crap in there I, I, you know what? I think everybody probably has their own thing, and <laughs> and I mean, it's your pockets. Do whatever you want with it, uh, sure. and that's why. Again, I'd like to hear kind of what people uh, carry. I I, uh, I have a few more elements in there. All right, uh, you know, clothing wise, I do have a wind shirt generally that I play in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, water bottle, obviously, snacks, kind of like fig date bars. What do you carry for snacks? Cashy, cashy granola bars. Just the cashy honey almond. Granola bars. So buy not them. The one, honestly, not the honest one. to God, they're the they're they're the the granola bar of choice in this house. We buy them about it's twenty good. boxes at a time. Yeah, but but not the ones with chocolate in them because obviously they melt. Or <laughs> oh, chocolate. Okay, just just no. There's 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 cashy bars with chocolate. Yeah, chips no, in them. there's no chocolate. People, people have to realize listen, they're just they're a disaster listen, halfway through a round, especially in this heat. If you I if you carry chocolate in your golf bag when it's you're playing golf, you are you are a goof. You're courting I, disaster. I love all of our listeners and all of our our viewers. I love our audience of, of <laughs> podcast followers. But if you have chocolate in your golf bag and you don't have ice packs in there with it, like if you've got a coolie bag hanging off Ooh. your cart with ice packs in there to keep the chocolate from melting, you're a goof. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> if you want a chocolate bar that bad, buy it off the friggin' food cart in the middle of the round when it's, uh, uh, you know, oh gosh. Yeah. I've seen uh, that before. I don't, and bananas. It, who puts i know i people do this put them in a tupperware container i saw somebody yeah. pull a banana out of their golf bag the other day like just a banana and this thing was like so brown maybe it's not rotten it's only rotten on the outside but it's so brown and squishy it's like what are you doing <laughs> don't judge. A protein shake don't judge maybe people like it that way oh, uh other items i might in have in there uh alignment sticks are usually in my bag obviously from a practice session standpoint um small items would be medical tape occasionally have in there because you never know when you're going to need it maybe get a blister a cut something like that always good for an emergency uh occasionally you'll find my apple airpods in there use those for practice now i use those in practice just for putting and i generally have one in there 
not two, because I like to still hear the sound of the ball on the face because that is feel that equates to feel. Um, so I'll occasionally have those in there, maybe just so I can actually get practice in. So people just don't come over and bug you and want to. Cause that does ball. happen. Uh, yeah. And then the, uh, couple other items that I have in there that people probably won't think about. Uh, I have ghost holes in there. Which really? are yeah, so basically it's just a little pouch with a, a couple of plastic circles that are in there, same size as a, a as a golf hole, um, and I use those just to you know when you go onto the putting green, don't necessarily always have the putting cups where you want them to be, or the putting green tends to be busy, mm-hmm. so I like to have them in there. That's a carryover from caddying and stuff like that, and I can put the those ghost holes wherever I want and just put to them. I can set up my own location, and then occasionally I also have a putting string line. That's in there as well, which is kind of two sticks string in between. I use that for warm up stuff and just to just some basic stuff. But uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It is quite a bit. If I had putting string line, it would be to get food out of my teeth. <laughs> that's what. You, isn't that what the paperclip is for? <laughs> no, the paperclip is, is look at the paperclip is a versatile tool. There's a lot okay, of things sure. that that paperclip could be used for. You know, getting uh, a sliver out of your finger. Uh-huh. You no. Know, uh, <laughs> Just put the tape over it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I honestly, maybe the paperclip started back. I, I, maybe it's I, just a good luck thing now. I don't know. Maybe it was by accident yeah. and I just. What, whatever cares, the case, really? I'd love, like I said, I'd love to hear. Uh, oh, what yes, we would. Have in their bag, especially yeah. if it's something unusual. Uh, so, you know, let us know in the comments, whether it's here on YouTube, send us a DM, post it on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want. Uh, we'd love to hear what you carry in your golf bag and especially if it's something unusual or something smart. Yeah. There's, uh, there's probably something that we've never thought of to carry in a golf bag that you should probably carry in your golf bag. Yeah. Uh, but I think this gives a nice overall picture, uh, you know, for those emerging golfers new to the game of kind of what's in the golf bag besides clubs, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, lower handicap players, PGA professionals and what they might find in there. Cause these are pretty much, uh, a lot of these are pretty standard things. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. This is a this is a great little segment. This product yeah, segment is a great little segment, um, and it's a great little segment to uh, to have closed the show off on. Um, got it na- now. Now uh, <laughs> I got a great idea. Uh-oh. Since since we're uh, closing, we just did this, and and we do want feedback. I got a great opportunity. This is the last chance that anybody has to enter the uh, mm. the uh, flagstick.com YouTube channel contest. Um, and uh, here's a great opportunity for you. We said, you got to leave a comment on, a sh- on an episode and you got to leave the comment, I want to win free stuff. So here's what you do now. You go to the Flagstick uh, channel on YouTube. You check out this ep- episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening, check out this episode. If you're already watching this, you're you know clicking on uh, on it on flagstick.com or however you're getting there. Um, leave a comment telling us what else you have in your bag, hmm. some unique things. Tell yeah. us what's going on in there. And at the end of that, put "I want to win free stuff too." Sure. And uh, and we'll enter you into the contest to win the Cleveland RTX uh, Zipcord wedge. Uh, Cleveland frontline putter or a dozen Srixon golf balls. Um, but this is the last chance you have to do that. Not going to extend the contest by another week. We need to make a draw. People want to win the free stuff. So we got to give the free stuff away and we have it here to do that. So um, Flagstick channel, YouTube, 
check out uh, any video but if you're watching this one leave a comment as to what else is in your bag mm -hmm. and at the end of that just put i want to win free stuff and you're in you're in the draw and uh, maybe we draw your name maybe we don't but who cares at least we find some some stuff that's in your golf bag and we can talk about it <laughs> on the end. who knows we're not going to laugh at you we're going to laugh with you 100 oh absolutely 100 okay we're going to get out it's been another great uh episode of flagstick podcast some cool things that we talked about and we're going to try to keep bringing that stuff to you we want to thank our sponsors uh metcalf golf club golf sim gurus greensmere golf and country club kevin Heem golf school and of course our presenting sponsor this week strixon golf balls whether you're looking for a premium urethane option the z star series a quality budget option in the soft deal or somewhere in between with the two star tour Strixon Golf is bound to present an option for you that will work for your game. Visit Strixon.ca for more information. Um, you know, as always, I'm hoping, uh, we are hoping that you are enjoying what you're listening to and what you're watching. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, as I said, to the YouTube channel. Like us and click that notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode. Get yourself over to flagstick.com. Every day, more amazing golf content brought to you. That's what we work for. That's what we do. So get there. Um, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, but until the next episode, I am Jeff Potter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick. <laughs>